0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into another edition of Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We uh, are found all over the place now. We are on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on a couple of other podcast things as well as Stitcher. Ten- Stitcher. That's the one I was thinking of. 1080 thefancom And as well, you can find us on social media at 1080 thefan at MikeLynch27. That's me, Patrick, on Instagram, at PZD085. That's where we post it every single Thursday at four o'clock. We love you all so much for listening. Please continue, if you haven't, to subscribe and rate and review because it helps us a lot. Um, but yeah, we have a another quick hit episode today because we ran out of time. And if you listened to any of the radio today or or the yesterday, I should say Wednesday, you found out why we are doing this today late at night.
0: Yeah, I have a serious family obligation. Some things are going down that are that need my attention ASAP. For I am leaving ASAP. To get to my homeland, which is Pullman, Washington, for the mighty Washington State Cougars are having the biggest day in Pullman history. They have declared a state of emergency for the city, and any time I will ever hear, I will never hear it again, but I hear a state of emergency in the city of Pullman, okay, I'll be there in six hours.
1: And so that's I'm on case. my way. That's the case. Yeah. By the time this is released.
0: Is the town burning? Yeah, I'll get there in six hours. I want to see it. <laughs>
1: By the time this is released, Thursday, October 18th, 2018, at around 4 p.m., Patrick Harris will be 85 beers deep in Pullman, Washington, and we will hear from him next week in some sort of drunken stupor. And frankly, I can't wait.
0: I'll probably be at the Coug drinking a lot of Georgetown beer. Mm. The Coug, uh, which is uh, I'm a Mug Club member at, it's one of my favorite bars in the city of Pullman. It's two blocks off campus. Um, they have a very great connection with Georgetown Brewing out of Seattle, Washington, Um, Seattle has a huge influence in the city of Pullman as a lot of kids uh, from Seattle go to Wazoo. That's actually where I learned Manny's Pale Ale. As you've heard in previous podcasts, uh, I talk about Manny's Pale Ale being one of my first big heavy hitters of uh, craft beer. And uh, that's because it's on at the Coog. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to get my mug and I'm probably going to drink a Manny's Pale Ale.
1: So Patrick's going to Wazoo basically immediately upon recording this podcast
0: yeah i'm leaving like right now
1: and because of that we're going to do another quick hit episode which if you missed the first one we just kind of do our beer of the week and we kind of stretch it out we talk a little bit about our weekend week beer like we normally do we do the beer of the week and then that's the podcast a little bit shorter a little bit easier to to consume quickly if you if you guys are out there haha, beer joke and um it's a sessionable podcast how about that
0: <laughs> oh my god don't ever say that him
1: yeah What you don't like that that was pretty good that was on top of my head I, I enjoyed that one i
0: believe earlier today you gave me grief about uh dad jokes i that, did not i that, enjoyed your dad that's jokes. your beer podcast dad joke
1: i enjoyed your dad jokes in fact i was yes. egging on more dad jokes I hey, you want one. another one sure um what do you call a hippie's wife
0: what a mississippi i know i already told you on that one
1: earlier you I put mean, me on the
0: spot. I can't think right now. You
1: put yourself on the spot. I You're know. the one who mentioned dad jokes. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, please don't tell. Oh, he's telling the same one again. Okay,
0: okay. So I got one. So there's a 5k. Okay, a race. Yeah, a dad 5k. Okay. So all these dads are lining up to a race. Dad K. Okay. A dad K. All right. The five, gun five dads. The gunshot goes off to start the race, and all the dads fall over. Oh, they got me. Oh, they got me. And then one dad gets up and runs a little bit and he says, I'm the winner. Another dad walks up to him and says, Hi, winner. I'm dad.
1: Oh, my God. Is that better? That's way better. Is that better? That's like six dad jokes and one dad joke. That is the ultimate dad joke. It is the ultimate. It's the ultimate dad joke. I enjoy that very much. Uh, Weekend beer. I went back to Hood River again. I have been frequenting Hood River quite a lot. yes yes basically i found out that all the people that have been visiting us that we've been taking places because we went to hood river my wife and i for the first time last year we're now just bringing them to hood river so it uh while patrick pops the beer of the week
0: sorry i just can't
1: wait he wants to start drinking it now we'll get to it in a second um Went back to Hood River with my sister-in-law and ran into Justin at Freem. Shout out. And uh, ran into JR at Double Mountain. Shout out. So, hi guys, if you're listening, and thank you again for, for saying hey, appreciate it. And uh, it's not that hard to get out there, and I just enjoy going. So, it might be a very frequented spot for me from now
0: on. <laughs> I don't think there's a problem with that. No, think, it's
1: it's really not that bad. I think
0: those yahoos out in Hood River are, uh, I think they know what they're doing.
1: Yes. Absolutely, and we had I tried one of the Fremont's fresh hops, the El Dorado fresh hop, and I had another beer that I can't remember because we would be, we had been drinking, and then Double Mountain, uh, I can't remember either. Oh, wow, dude, well done. Yeah, I wasn't driving home that day. Oh, and we went to everybody's that 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 day too. Well, over uh, in White Salmon,
0: I uh, I I did not have an exciting weekend beer. Um, things were kind of business as usual in the old Harris household. Uh, but I did go to the uh, I did go to a football game in Eugene last weekend, which meant I drank a lot of Ninkasi and Hop Valley. I was there work ish, but a lot of fun. But didn't really have the chance to really kind of scope out the great uh, brew scene that is in Eugene. Uh, I drank some Ninkasi, which was great. Hung out with some Ninkasi guys and some distributors uh, as I was there with uh, some work folk. Uh, and then went to one of the Ninkasi tab houses in Eugene. Very cool space. Awesome outdoor patio. I would
1: like, I have not been there. It wasn't
0: at the actual brewery. They had right. like a little tap room downtown. Yeah. It was
1: a cool spot. I am a very big fan of Ninkasi for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I would like I would like to be able for this podcast to be able to go to Eugene and do something down there. I think yes. that'd be kind of cool. I think it'd be a lot of fun too. And we could also make it a little bit of a trip and do Hot Valley mm-hmm. and, and any of the other smaller ones that are down there. Um, so that, that can be fun to do at some point too. I just haven't been, I've been to Eugene once and I went to Hop Valley. I did not yeah. go to Ninkasi. So note to self, if
0: you're go to an Oregon football game, uh, you will be drinking either Coors Light or Hop Valley. So Hop Valley. So I drink a lot of sellout beer.
1: Oh, it happens. It's two weeks in a row. It does happen. It's two weeks in a row. And you have a very staunch opinion about that, but yet. When the going gets tough? (laughs) Well, I mean, when
0: you have no choice, it's like, I want beer. And it's like, well, you can have this sellout or that sellout. It's like, well, I guess it
1: doesn't matter. (laughs) At least I'd rather have good sellout beer versus... I I just want a beer. Please, sir, I want some more. (laughs) Yes. So that's our week of beer. The beer's already poured. Patrick's already taken a sip. I haven't even... No, I haven't taken a sip. Oh, I thought you wanted to start drinking. That's why I thought you poured so early. No, it just makes me feel better when the beer's in a glass. Oh. (laughs) okay, it's breathing. you've got you've got the it's decanting in the glass right now. Ah, uh, yes, it's such a
0: fine wine. Well, mm. we are. this is funny that it should breathe a little bit, yeah, ah, uh, not really, but it's really funny to say we ah uh, the beer of the week this week, uh, I looked at some stuff and I thought it was fun. I really wanted to try to find a style. That was different than anything we had done before. We've done a decent amount of IPAs. We've done a couple dark beers. We've done a couple lagers. German-style um, stuff. Some German-style stuff. I thought it would be really fun to try to find something a little outside the box. And we were over at uh, one of our favorite beer spots. And I saw up there they had a Scottish ale, from which, which we've never even really talked Closely about. Closely talked about this no. style of beer. No. Uh, from a brewery that I find near and dear to my heart. They're over 25 years old. That is the great people out in Baker City. Barley Browns. Shout out Tyler Brown. I doubt you're listening, but you're awesome and you're amazing and your beer is fantastic. Uh, and I actually haven't had this beer. I think Barley Browns has been making the 80 shilling Scottish Ale uh, for multiple, multiple years. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm spitballing. I don't actually know this. I wouldn't be shocked if this is uh, an early barley brown recipe that they still do. Scottish ales tend to be kind of a an early style of beer that home brewers and upstart brewery breweries make. Um, it's kind of lower in lower in cost.
1: Is it a coincidence that it's kind of amberish in color? and we talk about ambers, are very easy for home brewers to start making?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's very malt driven. It's not hop driven. Hops are expensive. Um, hoppy beers can get oxidized easily, which I think why a lot of home brewers kind of gravitate towards these kind of styles. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know the actual history of Barley Brown making 80 shilling, but it, you know, if, you know, knowing Tyler out there, um, I imagine uh, this is not the first time he's made this beer.
1: Well, I took a couple sips already and I, I have not had Scottish ales very frequently. I, I am a person who enjoys reds and ambers and Scottish ales, but it's not one I normally go after and pick. I've had the Fearless Scottish Ale quite a bit. Uh, One of my favorite local restaurants by me has that on tap all the time.
0: I would say that's probably one of the more popular Scottish Ales in the Portland area.
1: And this reminds me a lot of that. It's easy drinking. Uh, When I think of the word Scottish Ale, I think of scotch. And I think of really strong liquor flavor. Mm -hmm. And I don't get that at all. It's very easy drinking. It smells sweet. It goes down smooth. Um, there's a, it is very malt driven. Like you're talking about, it's a lot of malt flavor all the way through. And it's, it's kind of easy for me. It's just a simple, simple beer. When I think of Scotch
0: ales, I think of malt, sweet garbage. Like I want nothing to do with this style whatsoever. (laughs) Like for me as a drinker, you know, I don't mind malt. I don't mind sweetness. Uh, but for some reason, like the base principle of this style is just not my thing. It's okay. just not me. I mean, I'm a hoppy guy. I'm a Hellas Lager kind of guy, um, which is where you're going to get a little of the sweetness from. Um and if you listen to this podcast, you you know, you it, it's kind of obvious what kind of styles of beers that I like, but I just took a taste of this and there's it's definitely malt forward. There's a touch of sweetness, but not an over sweetness. It's
1: malt forward middle and back end. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: And and again, I don't mind the malt forward. Um there was a beer that we did at some point Gosh, I don't remember what it was, but there was a beer of the week we did at some point that was malt forward that I still really liked. You know, I like a lot of alt beers. You know, Occidental makes a great alt beer that I really like. Was it the
1: alt beer? Because we did that one week, didn't we? Whose alt beer did we do? Occidental's. Really? I'm pretty sure.
0: In the Tiffany blue can? Yeah. Oh, Nice. Nice choice. I imagine that was my choice. That was your choice. Sorry, excuse me while I brush some dirt off my shoulders. <laughs> um, so I so I don't mind malt-driven beers. I really have no problem with it. I think it's the sweetness that always gets to me. You know, I like that malt flavor, that kind of bready characteristic. But if things get mm. overly sweet, that's when I kind of start to run away. And there is a touch of sweetness in this, which is fine. I think it's giving a nice compliment to the body. What it's doing for me is that I taste it, I get this bready, malty kind of mid-palate, and then the sweetness on the back end just kind of finishes it. It's a nice finisher.
1: I'm very happy you said bready, because I see that on beer descriptors all the time, and I know I like the flavor, but it's hard for me to pick out the bready flavor. But when you say that, yes, Mm -hmm. this is bready. Yeah. It has a sweet smell. The nose is sweet. Very sweet smelling. It is malt forward. Then you get all the bready flavor in the middle. Mm-hmm. Slightly sweet on the back end, and then more bready malt flavor on the back end. Yeah, this might be... That's one- why I think it's so drinkable, because bready to me is easy. It's I like bread. Everyone likes bread. Yeah. Unless you're gluten. like Unless you have celiac, then you hate bread. But, well,
0: and you're not listening to this podcast either way, because you can't drink beer, and that
1: sucks. Right, except if you go to... Well, there's two gluten-free breweries here, right?
0: Yeah, there's Groundbreaker and there's somebody else, too. or
1: someone who makes a lot of gluten-free. Either way, that might be a podcast oh, in the future too. We, well, we should
0: definitely do a gluten-free beer. I've had decent gluten-free beer.
1: Good, that'd be interesting. We could go to one of those places and make it one of our uh, podcast takeovers.
0: Uh, at Groundbreaker, they make gluten-free food too.
1: Look at them Look on. at us brainstorming mid podcast. <laughs> How meta! Um, but yeah, it it just it's very easy drinking, and it reminds me of just like having a piece of toast. With some butter on it, or I guess some jam because of the sweetness. It's very, it's easy.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, and and something that is talking to me about this beer, which is something I don't think I've ever actually brought up in any beer we've talked about. And I could be wrong, but I feel like
1: oh, you forgot you brought Occidental all beer. Once. Well, I
0: know, I know. Sorry, <laughs> Mike. We've done a lot of these. I drink a lot of beer. Um, <laughs> what I really like about this beer. Is I think normally I say I really like the back end, but I like the transition of the body of the mid palate into the back end and that touch of sweetness. I said this earlier is finishing this beer. Yep. Like when this beer, when but I you smell it too. So yeah. it's right
1: in the beginning and then right at the end.
0: When I take a drink of this beer and I feel it in my mouth and then it kind of goes down, whatever. That's what she said. Um, it finishes like this beer is complete. To me, this beer is clearly a beginning, a middle, an end, and that's the story. Well, it's, it it doesn't have a big lingering effect. It doesn't have a big. It doesn't have a big like. Oh my God! What am I tasting right now? Because it doesn't need to. It just kind of says we're starting here. This is where I want you to go, and then we're gonna finish. It's kind of like like a sunset
1: or like a plateau. Like a plateau. It's six on the plateau. Yeah. That's interesting to me because. A beautiful Kansas plateau. I have, oftentimes, reacted like you said, mm-hmm. drinking beer of the week. But a couple of times, it's been kind of similar to this beer. It's like, oh, I like it. It's good. Yeah. But it do- nothing pops. But it doesn't have to pop all the time. Like the Alt beer, that was kind of like that. Or what was the one from Germany you brought the, the can that you hadn't even tried oh, yet? Oh, uh, Duvel. The Duvel that didn't pop it was just here's a really good tasting drinkable easy beer the reason i keep saying easy is because sometimes when you have a really flavorful beer and trust me as someone who drinks dark beers i know it can be overwhelming after a couple of sips because you're just like this is really good but wow this is rich but wow it's intense right or if it's a hoppy ipa Mm -hmm. if you get like an imperial ipa you take a couple sips and you're like wow that's really good but I can already feel the alcohol in my in my bloodstream right now. Well, and this is not like that. To bring you full circle, that is the true term of session,
0: and that is something we can have. You know, we can, we'll discuss in in future future segments, future podcasts. But that's the whole concept of session. Is session is not meant to blow your mind. It's not meant to get you going, whoa, what is going on here? Is there an adjunct? How is this made? Is this barrel aged? Is there, did they put vanilla in there? Blah, da, 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 da. How much hops are in this thing? No, the idea of session is something that you can just continuously take a sip of and not even, almost not even realize you're drinking a beer. And I think, I think this beer does a great job of it for the style. So if you want something that's malt driven, um, with a touch of sweetness on the back end that finishes and completes. I'm going to stick with that saying for this beer. Uh, this is a sessionable, maltier ale. Because that's the big thing. Like The alt beer is a lager, so the body's going to be a lot lighter. To where this has that kind of full-body girth of an ale, that's probably why we're getting that bready yeah. characteristic to it.
1: And the other thing that's interesting to me about this, too, is uh, you said you're not a Scottish ale guy. No, and not I've only, so much. And I've only had it really in the fearless Scottish ale.
0: Well, and ambers, reds, Scottish, it's, it's just not my forte.
1: Right. But this is sessionable. Very much so. A lot of ambers tend to be sessionable. Mm-hmm. Reds, not necessarily sessionable. And Yeah, I'd probably agree. I mean, they're, they're hoppier. They have right, way yeah, more yeah. flavor. And maybe, again, this is just because I'm thinking scotch, but... I wouldn't consider Scottish ale sessionable. Is that so wrong? Am I saying this Barley Brown Scottish ale is unique because it's a sessionable Scottish ale or am I just way off base on that and that this is generally a sessionable beer?
0: I don't think you're off base. I mean, looking at the color of this, as you can see, you know there's definitely like a copper reddish amberish color to this beer. Um I would say one of the biggest reasons why I don't care for Scot- for Scottish ales is because they're too heavy. They're too thick. There's too much in it, too much going on. Like, this ale has about as close to a lager body as you're going to get for an ale.
1: And it is very bready.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of Scotch ales or Scottish ales, whichever, however you want to describe them, I think are a lot darker in color. I think they're a lot more rich. I think it's because, you know, the beer is probably designed... By some scots in the middle of nowhere and then they're putting barrels to like sit for you know four months while the harvest is over and then we're eventually going to drink this warm and so it's got to be thick and rich and ready to go and give us some sort of you know some sort of substance to where in today's brewing practice you can still get those flavors without having the heaviness And I think this beer is giving you the flavors you want. There's a slight touch of smoky in it, which is kind of nice. You can still get this flavor characteristic without being some big, bold, badass kind of beer, you know?
1: Well, our beer of the week for this quick hit podcast is Barley Brown's 80 shilling Scottish Ale. It doesn't wow you, but don't take that as a negative. No. It's just easy drinking. And if you see this on tap some more, give it a try. You can just get a little sampler for yourself and see if you like it because, I mean, you're right, it is richer than a sessionable beer. I could have a couple of these and not feel the impact too much, at least in my stomach.
0: As we were kind of saying earlier, sometimes I don't want a beer that wows me. Sometimes I just want a beer that I can drink, you know? Sometimes it's it's, I just
1: want to drink this continuously. And this is a great example. Barley Browns, 80 shilling. Scottish ale beer of the week this week for the quick hit number two podcast next week we are efforting to go back on location and things look pretty good we feel good for us to get down to salem and go to block 15 corvallis or sorry corvallis not salem go down to corvallis for block 15 that's why i'm here baby that is why you're here and uh i've never been there i've had their beer before but i've never been there i'd love to go down there and do another podcast takeover in corvallis and then it make a day of go through mcginville and try some different breweries that we haven't had before and my wife said she would dd Woo! i'm so glad you have a wife <laughs> she was like oh yeah i'll drive my she, cat would not be a good driver no she doesn't she doesn't like to drink too too much and i'm like good 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 Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. So hopefully you'll see us, or uh, you'll hear us at Block 15 next week for a podcast takeover episode. Excuse me while I get that burp out. Thanks so much for listening. Again, subscribe, review, and rate. Don't laugh at me for it. Uh, on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere that you can find us. And, and again, social media. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram. Hopefully Block 15 next week. We'll see you then. And uh, have a good one. Deuces.